Here we are Wednesday evening uh, for the podcast and we've got a special uh, podcast edition tonight. Uh, we have got Pete Hickson who has just got off stage and preached uh, his heart out to the Mission Peoria kids. If you're tuning in, uh, this may be your first time because this is a new podcast. We uh, started this this week just to try and connect with folks that may be wanting to know about Mission Peoria, maybe wanting to find out about the Dream Center. And so uh, we've had a few fun nights already, and uh, it is great to have Pete Hickson all the way from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, how are you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. It's bit, been a privilege. A bit tired? A little bit. I got my uh, power nap in this afternoon. <laughs> good, good. And good. 16 gallons of coffee today. Good, so. good. No, you got to Zion coffee <laughs> That's today. right. I got to Zion coffee. It was fantastic. Both the environment and the coffee was delicious. Yeah, so, yeah I knew, I knew you'd like that. I knew yeah. you'd like that. Well, um, if you if you didn't uh, know the story with me and Pete, I mentioned it tonight at the service. Uh, Pete and I were on staff down at Cross Point Church in Nashville uh, about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And uh, since then, obviously, I have stepped back into the role here as the executive director at Dream Center. And Pete, you are a legit pastor of a church. And, uh, legit is uh, very subjective. But. <laughs> so uh, what I thought we would do tonight is just um, for those folks who may have just listened to you or will go online and look at the, the live stream that we did um, they would have seen you preaching, but they may not know about the guy behind the mm. pulpit. And so we wanted to just uh, get a bit of your story. How, yeah. how did you get to where you're at now and, and, and that type of stuff? Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a town outside of Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and my youth pastor, that we started going to a different church when I was like seventh grade. And his name... Uh, was Chuck, and um, he actually just passed away in the last year or so. Um, But he um, just invested in my life, and at some point in my early, like late middle school, early high school years, uh, he invited me to help him. We did a a inner-city bus route um, on Sunday afternoon, so we would go pick up kids, bring them back every Sunday afternoon. And then we had to turn, then take them back on the bus to their homes and neighborhoods, and then turn the church back around for Sunday evening services. So oh, wow. I, I tell people he just conned me into helping him and called it ministry, but he just wanted me to clean restrooms and set up chairs and tear oh, things down. So servanthood. Whatever it was, it worked though. <laughs> um, but no, truthfully, I I fell in love with just helping kids and getting to know just building relationships just being in a relationship and then for a couple summers of my high school years it was very uh, influential to me we went to chicago heights and put on a vbs with uh, a a church there yeah and um and again it was just one of those things and i remember my dad asking me probably my junior year in high school he said what do you want to do you know i mean he was in construction, and like, do you want to do the family business thing? You know, I think he kind of knew, but I said, "Well, I want to do what Chuck does." Mm. I said, "I feel like that's 
So that was impressionable. Very impressionable. Wow. Um, and honestly, I've not had any major flashes of light, but I just walked through each next door that, that opened to me. Yeah. And that's what got me into ministry. So that's what I've been doing since wow. then. Yeah. For the most part. So you, your journey took you on um, a, a path into Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? And then yep. obviously to Nashville. Yep. Uh, tell us a bit about that journey. I mean, listening to God and trying to hear his voice, especially on major decisions mm-hmm. like that. What what may be some of your processes yeah. or just, just, you know, that type of stuff? Yeah. You know, I... I, I Frankly, I have been confused many times, but as I look back, more so because of my own worry yeah. over it. Yeah. Kind of like, is this me? Is this you? Mm-hmm. What do you want? And um, I guess what I've learned is uh, whether the lights are on or off, keep walking. That's good. And if it's something really clear, and I'm honestly not trying to be disobedient, right? Um, and it's not the right thing, I, I do trust God to close that door. I yeah. do believe He will. And I think in the same way, um, trust God and walk. I think sometimes trust God seems like such a passive thing, Yeah. which at times you can't do anything, and, and that's good, and He has right. you held down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it also paralyzes us at times, like mm-hmm. the whole God's will thing. And yeah. I remember reading something a few years ago in the Old Testament where the Israelites finally got the freedom into this land. They didn't know what to do when they yeah. got into the promised land. And he, his words to his people were, if you go left, if you want to go left, go left. If you want to go right, go right, but keep your trust in me. Mm, and yeah. so they trusted him, but they kept walking. Yeah. And we know when we're walking and we're not trusting in him. Yeah. And those are the times to just, you know, have yeah. a reality check, I guess. Yeah. But, so that's kind of how I've just operated with open doors and yeah. closed doors. Some have seemed a little more clear of like, yeah, this is for sure. Yeah. And, and others. But, um, yeah, the path in, we were in Atlanta 12 years and, Three of those I worked at my father-in-law's church, and then nine of those we planted and pastored a church, which was mm. wonderful. Yeah. And then Nashville was a shorter stay than I had imagined, but uh, got to meet you. Yeah. yeah. And and other great people. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of that kind of resting by the brook. Yes. That yeah. I talked about tonight. It was yeah. just one of those like just just sit here and trust me. I'll provide for you and felt like a layover you know when, yeah. when you're you're not at the destination but i didn't know where i was going yeah it's funny when when i talk to people about the our time in you know nashville it was short it was you know in eight months something like that and um you know we bought a house and within a month month and a half we sold it and um you know whenever you go after the will of God and you, you're going through and on this journey, mm-hmm. we always think the journey is for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yet sometimes we all do journeys in life. You know, yeah. you'll go from your home to church that may be a five-minute thing, but then you may one day go from your home to Chicago that's yeah. two hours, two and a half hours away. It's still a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the process of how you go on that journey is really important mm-hmm. and how you can go on a journey in the wrong attitude and really mess up mm. but if you're always open to God when them doors open to be willing to say okay I'm going and that's for us that's what happened when yeah. when we we took that step I mean we weren't looking for anything we weren't looking to leave town uh, things were going well but the door opened and we we'd always said if ever God opens a door we'll walk through it until it closes you know mm-hmm. and so we we did that and uh, you know some people look back at that time and say man was that a waste of time and not at all mm-hmm. I mean for us and for me especially in ministry and with what we're doing here at the Dream mm-hmm. Center now you know I tell people uh, people pay thousands of dollars to go to some of these amazing mm. conferences and be close to some of these guys you know i got to live mm. that type of thing for eight months yeah. you know being being close to a, an organization that is had a bigger vision than than most churches right a church of eight thousand yeah. or whatever they had at the time and uh the structural thing the cultural thing the um, the way things are done, um, the challenges that were there. You know, while I was there, I was looking after the three dream centers that Crosspoint had started and trying to get them on track. And um, but yet yeah, that those eight months, I learned so much that stepping back into this mm-hmm. role, some of the things that we had to do uh, was, you know, create a new culture. Yeah. I'd been away for two years yeah. and. And stepping in after being away, there was things that I was learning that I knew I had to come in and, and change. Mm-hmm. Not because it was bad, but it was because I needed I needed to be healthy. Yeah. And uh, and so we changed a lot of things. The new core values at the Dream Center with the uh, dignity, compassion, and purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that we're driving into our staff. Uh, that that's what we're here for. We want to give dignity. We want to show compassion, but then we want to ignite purpose in people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that journey, even though it was short, was so beneficial mm. to where we're at right now yeah. and where we're going. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's the same same with you. Some of the things that, that you've gone through. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about your the church you're at now because that's been. What two years? Almost two years. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, first when you're saying that, I, I've questioned myself, and sometimes just some of some things we do, whether it's shorter or just different than what we expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the um, our it's the our life is the sum total of everything. And I think the long haul to live for is not just this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life as much as for the rest of my life I just choose to travel in the same path. Mm. And I'm reading right now Eugene Peterson's you know old school book, which is awesome, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Mm. And he says there's a difference between a tourist and a pilgrim. Oh, wow. A tourist goes from place to place captures monuments a pilgrim just takes one step after the other and 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 they think footprints Hmm. and i think that's just something i'm trying i'm I'm identifying with in this stage of life yeah um 
And so it's just more about tracing the footprints. You just keep going. Like, don't stop. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you're held up. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you go to the left. Sometimes you go to the right. Sometimes that's because out of obedience or disobedience. But keep going. You yeah. Know? Um, so, yeah, part of that process while we were in Nashville... A friend of mine worked for a search company that this church hired looking for a pastor, and that's how I ended up in, ended up in Columbus. Wow. And when he first told me about it, he said, I've got this new client. It's in Columbus, Ohio. Seems like a thing that might be up your alley. There's been some past and some history that the church has dealt with, but, man, the great opportunity and potential. Yeah. And I just, I just discarded it. I was like, I don't know anybody in Ohio. I, I don't. I just wasn't interested in looking into it. I wasn't super disinterested. I just right. it just didn't. It's like I, yeah. So one day while I was in Nashville, I just Googled Columbus, Ohio, and I couldn't believe what I found. And that's what piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. And however surfacey that sounds, it was just like wow, what? no one ever talks about this town, you know. Yeah, yeah. Columbus just this past year became the 14th largest city in the United States. Big college town. I mean. Buckeye, everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, there's tons of other colleges around that nobody really realizes, and it's just booming with growth and young growth and millennials and techs and startups and everything. And okay. I was just like, and the, I guess part of the burden is while there, I know has been wonderful churches throughout the years. And now I'm getting a chance to meet them. I reflected like, man. In a city like that, most large cities, I could think of this church, that church, the other church, you yeah. know, whatever. And um, I don't know. I, my wife and I went. We looked at it. We prayed about it, of course, you know, and took, took some time. Yeah. And we, we took, you know, we lots of other details in there and, and the way it happened. And, and, you know, the church had been through some difficult things. And so just the process of getting there was not easy. Um, but we really sensed that God called us to Columbus. Yeah, yeah. And so we've been just trying to take one step at a time. Yeah. And you had an ACE team with yes. you guys this year. How, yes. how did that go? And for those who are listening, ACE teams is a 10-month discipleship training program that we run out of the Dream Center here. And uh, the team has three months training here at the facility. And then we send them out to different churches for one month at a time uh, for about eight months. And so you guys uh, took that chance. I mean, you had no idea what ACE yep. teams was, uh, <laughs> but uh, it sounds like you had a great time with them. It was awesome. We loved it. And I have a, a, a real affinity for that because I did something very similar in my first year out of high school okay. and, and how that impacted me personally. Mm-hmm. And so I was very excited. Didn't know these students, but knew you yeah, and yeah, trusted you. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, you, uh, we, you know, uh, you you had let me know. Yeah. I can't remember, January, February, yeah. and just said, hey, here's this deal. And I was like, gosh, I would love to make that happen. And there was just no reason not to do it. Yeah. And so in May they came, and we fell in love with them. Uh, it was great for our church. It was it was great for our staff. They just brought vibrancy and just life and joy yeah. and positivity. And you know, they were incredibly respectful young p- 
people who came yeah. in with just wide eyes and yeah. open hands. And uh, so we did our best to accommodate ministry opportunities yeah. for them to do things. But we were equally as excited about investing in them, mm-hmm. and, if not and, more. And you know what, what we heard from them was exactly that. It wasn't just they were giving out, but yeah. they were receiving so yeah, much as good. well. So good that was our that was our desire it's just that i mean i know people say this and but it that it's just so much fun to invest in people yeah. and it's such a joy to to give it away yeah you know and yeah. and and you know, just making people feel valued and loved and cared for and um that's how relationships are built yeah so we, yeah. we we had a wonderful time it was an incredible opportunity for our church looking forward to doing it again okay um, and coming here, today, yeah, I was going to talk to you about yeah. that. Like what? How? I mean, this first time you've driven through Peoria yep. before. Yep. Uh, but today, obviously, we took you on a bit of a tour around the Dream yeah. Center and through the city. And uh, what? What do you think about Mission Peoria and what you experienced today? Yeah, I, I knew. A- enough about it i mean obviously being at cross point right. um i i knew some of i knew uh one of the guys who's part of a big part of the atlanta dream center yeah. uh, i've toured that connected with them stay in touch a little bit here and there uh just with reading some things where they are but only through some visuals that i've seen on your social media and then of course you talking about it yeah. you know and sharing some things at cross point about this dream center but it exceeded my expectations uh, in clarity of vision, opportunity where you are, what you've done with the facilities and the programs, and just seeing that I think the most important thing, I remember when we started our church in Atlanta in 2006, uh, a couple of the books that were big was the uh, Irresistible Something Church and then another one, and, and I'm terrible for remembering but i remember a quote in one of them and i can't remember which one um was that the uh the the way that you want to aim your vision and impact in in going into a community is that one day that if you ever left they would be sorely uh they would have lost something big Mm. that if your church left the community the community would feel it yeah and I've always remembered that, and I don't live here. I've never been here until today, mm-hmm. but it is clear, not just from your stories and not just like this community at this place and its sphere around here would be, uh, you would be sorely missed yeah. yeah, because of the impact. And that's clear through the mayor and through the schools right. and the way that like, you know, and that's just when God's doing a powerful work and well and i think as well you know we've always talked about hearing the cries of the city yeah. and if you're addressing a cry within the city mm-hmm. um and then you pull out halfway through mm-hmm. people are going to miss it they're mm-hmm. going to be missing what is is being addressed it's it's not just a cute mission or a cute mm-hmm. thing they're doing with outreach we're actually being purposeful of listening to the cries and then you know it's sad that that there's a lot of churches who are great at listening to the cries of a city Mm. 
but addressing the cries mm. is completely mm-hmm. different. Mm. Um, you know, and sometimes we hide behind prayer. Mm. Well, we'll pray about that. Yeah. When God has given us resources mm. and people, and I'm not just talking about the Dream Center, just in any city yeah. where he can bring the right people together to impact different parts of the city. It doesn't have to be just the poverty issue. Yeah. I mean, it could be everything from uh, divorce or foster care or, or, you know, whatever it might be. And God has a way of getting those the right people around at the right time to make a, an impact. So yeah. but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I mean, this community would not be the same without mm. Dream Center Peoria. And no what did you chance. think about Mission Peoria tonight? I mean, oh, my goodness. I mean couple things that stood out I'm, I'm blown away by the excellence of the production and the band and, and the environment but even more so the the genuine um, like I don't know how to say this because the joy that comes came out of the band and the I loved watching the young people lead it right right and when you're dancing and you're dancing because you're joyful, right? You can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were dancing. People were dancing. I mean, but it, it was like because we have something to dance about, right? You know, right? It, it just lifts your feet off the ground when yeah. you're singing about. And it was just, it's just good. It's just every time I'm around, you know, this mm-hmm. generation that's in a place singing and worshiping. Yeah, it's powerful. Well, we absolutely loved having you here with us. We know it's not going to be the last time for Good. sure. Good. I hope so. Uh, we're, we're going to get you back. Um, but we just want to say thank you for taking time to to come and just talk on the podcast. This is what, our third one we've done. All right. So, well, uh, they know. say three's a charm, right? There you go. Is, that, is it three? <laughs> I think four, uh, five, five so, any yeah, number we'll, you we'll want to put going, in. We'll keep going, right? That's right. right. Every, everyone's a charm. Good. Well, thanks, Pete, for, for being with us. Thank you. Loved it. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, listening to the podcast again. Uh, tonight, you can stay connected with us at dreamcenterpeoria.org or go on to our socials at Peoria. And uh, again, on our website, we've got ways that you can volunteer or connect with us, help us financially, whatever you want to do. Again, just go to dreamcenterpeoria.org and we will see you or you will hear from us again tomorrow. Thanks so much, Pete. Thank you.